are listening to TKO on CFIU Radio 93.3 FM in Guelph, Ontario, and available worldwide at CFRU.ca. What is happening, everybody? What is good? It's your girl Janan right here on TKO. As you already know, here on TKO, all we talk about is mixed martial arts, also known as MMA and other combat sports too. We also discuss the issues that surround the world of fighting and talk about notable fighters and athletes and how they all got started in the game and of course where they are now. So what has happened everybody? Happy Valentine's Day, actually a day after Valentine's Day by the time you guys will be listening to this. Um, on Friday, it will be February the 15th. Shout out to CFRU 93.3 FM for actually accommodating us um, this week because uh, they I'm pretty sure they had some other things happening during the time that we usually do TKO on Thursday afternoons. But here we are Friday afternoon now, and it's actually kind of better because it is closer, much closer to the fights that we were actually anticipating to be to be happening over the upcoming weekend on Saturday and Sunday. And so it's just it's just better because if some changes actually do happen to some of the fight cards or some of the fights themselves, then we're obviously going to be more up to date and going to deliver the latest and hottest news to you guys out there. Okay, so here we are, episode 106. So here we go, a brand new week, a brand new episode. And uh, actually, if you are a university student out there, I know I'm, I might be kind of biased towards students because I'm a student myself and I know especially because a lot of the people that are listening to this right now are probably from the Guelph and nearby regions and therefore a lot of students, especially University of Guelph students out there listening to this program right now and uh, I, can, I can relate to your struggles out there because actually if, before reading week. I don't know what it is, but for most of the courses, they actually plan the midterms prior to reading week so that when reading week actually comes, you don't know what you should be working on and there is no point to it because you have already you know, done uh, done all the hardship and uh, went through all the struggles. So uh, when reading week actually comes, it's more like just, just um, sleeping in week and just um, sleeping in in your bed and watching TV and doing nothing week. So <laughs> shout out to the university for putting it out there. At least it's better than nothing, of course. And yeah, man, I'm pretty excited. I hope you guys are excited as well. Uh, if you don't go to university and, uh, you know, it, it's been getting tough for you, I understand. Just believe in yourself. Just put in belief and faith in yourself. And I know this might sound a bit cliche, but it is the truth. Listen, if you do not believe in yourself, how can you actually go out and just just do things in, in favor of uh, accomplishing all of your goals out there. You have to put belief in yourself because believe it or not, you do have it in yourself. You have that factor, whatever it is in order to, you know, whatever it is that is necessary for you to accomplish that dream of yours, that goal of yours, you have it in you. You just have to believe in yourself and just go out there and get it. And I understand sometimes when you're just putting in some extra work and you might be a little bit sleep deprived and a little bit sort of, uh, you could say high on caffeine, too much caffeine for a day or something. You're just not feeling like yourself. And um, that was actually me for the past, I would say three weeks or so. But just, just relax. Listen, the work is always there. 
just have to figure out a way to, to know how to do it, when to do it properly, how to properly distribute the work, you know, for uh, alongside a whole week or however you want to do it. Just, just, you know, physio physiologically, just take care of yourself, get enough sleep, get enough food and just, just mental relaxation. I don't know, draw, do crosswords, I don't know, watch boxing or whatever it is that makes you relax. Well, actually for me, it is just um, uh, pulling up a couple of fights, a couple of classic fights actually um, uh, over the internet. Pr it's probably like a boxing fight or a really classic um, MMA fight. It would just relax me and just, um, you know, it will actually make me remind myself of who I really am, what I'm capable of, and that honestly, I, I, I got this. And let me tell you this, you guys got this as well. So just take care of yourself and just do not stress out over things that are not worth stressing about, okay? So that is the daily slash weekly. Those are motivation for all of you guys out there. And um, happy family day, um, long weekend actually in advance. So that's pretty good. And to actually accompany us for this long weekend, we have two phenomenal fight cards happening back to back well in consecutive days okay so it's not going to be back to back like all happening on the same night thankfully that is not the case they're actually separated over the whole weekend so on saturday night we have you uh, actually no excuse me bellator 216 because usually ufc has their events on saturday night so i just confuse it for that but it's bellator 216 happening on saturday night february 16th and guess who's actually headlining that whole card? It is Michael Venom Page, aka MVP. He's going to be fighting off against Paul Daly. Okay, so we're obviously going to be breaking that fight down today here on the show because it is one of those fights that you really, really do have to watch. And if you don't, it's just not worth it. Even though you might be able to catch up with the highlights or something the day after, but it, it is the anticipation that makes this fight so exciting. And the fact that you don't really know how it's going to go down because you have two phenomenal fighters facing off against one another in this fight. And um, they're actually so talented. And one of them is an great great knockout artist and i'm talking about michael venom page and the other is a former champion and a phenomenal wrestler paul daly so just don't know how fast <laughs> potentially this fight is actually gonna end and that's actually my prediction for this fight but okay okay i'm not gonna spoil it too much right now i'm just gonna talk about it in more detail throughout the show okay so i just want to announce that that ufc excuse me bellator 216 <laughs> is headlined by that mvp and paul daly fight okay so we have that coming up on Saturday night and on Sunday night, yes, uh, all the way from Phoenix, Arizona, we're going to be having another ESPN UFC fight night. And this one is actually pretty interesting, too, by itself, because we're going to be having Francis Ngannou fighting off against Cain Velasquez. Okay, so I don't know about you guys, but as I'm talking about this fight right now, I'm, I'm sweating and like getting so hyped up because... We have two titans, two heavyweight titans going at it. And in case you don't know who Cain Velasquez is, well, he is the former heavyweight champion at the UFC. And um, if it weren't because of his um, multiple injuries, he would have actually been in the roster for a long time. But unfortunately, his injuries just held him back. And um, now he's all healthy 
all well-trained and just ready to go out there and get it. And yet against who, you ask who? Well, Francis Ngannou, who is one of the most, uh, one of the deadliest knockout artists out there, okay? I know he's had his own ups and downs, especially over the past few fights that he has had and the title shot that he had against the then um, uh, heavyweight champion, Stephen Miocic. And he, unfortunately, he wasn't able to deliver during that um, title challenge fight. However, if you watch all, almost all of his other fights, you will see for yourself how great of, of a fighter and, and just a striker Francis Ngannou is because of the fact that whenever one of his shots actually do connect to your, to your chin properly, you will go down 100%. And honestly, it doesn't really matter if the power of his shots are at 100% or even less because there's just something about his punches that that will just make you knocked out like right away okay so if that didn't make you excited enough well we're going to be breaking it down in more detail throughout the show but like i said we have two main fight cards uh, to be happening this upcoming weekend of course we're going to be breaking down some of the main fights that are going to be happening on those fight cards okay so now without f- further wasting any time um and you guys know me because i talk a lot especially when i get excited about a topic i just cannot stop talking so without further ado let's get started okay here we go okay so first of all yeah let's just go in uh, chronological order so Bellator 216 is happening in Connecticut. And like I said, it's going to be happening um, with a headline fight with Michael Venom Page and Paul Daly. So like I mentioned before, um, this fight is going to be really interesting because Michael Venom Page, he's so fast and he's so dynamic in in the, um, I want to say octagon, but the ring, the cage. And uh, this fight is going to be really interesting because we don't know if... Paul Daly is going to accommodate everything that Michael Venom Page is going to propose to him in this fight in a way. Because Michael Venom Page, when he attempts to do a move in the ring, it, it, it just happens so fast. You can never almost predict it. And that's why I'm sort of concerned for Paul Daly. Because if he doesn't act fast, if he doesn't see the tiniest openings that are that are available to him in this fight then he there's a really high chance that he's actually going to get knocked out but hey i'm not trying to devalue how great of a fighter paul daly is actually like i said he's a very talented and and potent uh, wrestler that's just his background and he's he's really um excelling in it okay especially in his fights if he really employs his wrestling skills then he's there's a really high chance that he's going to dominate against his opponents in the fights that he has coming up but like i said michael venom page is just a unique individual in that you just don't know what he's going to propose to you in a fight and how unorthodox he's going to fight in a fight in a fight and yeah so almost never uh, in a fight you would actually see michael venom page do the same thing that he has done in a previous fight he he's just so unorthodox so creative and so so on the spot because the things that he will do on the spot are actually the things that will make him come on top in in his fights and i'm not sure if you guys remember the the most notable fight that he actually had in the um 
I think it was last year or two years ago, but he was fighting um, um, Chris, uh, excuse me, Chris Cyborg's former husband, so um, uh, Cyborg Justino, right? So he was fighting off him, and he, uh, so what he did, I'm just going to break it down for you guys. The movement that he did was that he faked a jab, okay, towards Cyborg's, obviously, temple. And so Cyborg, when he saw that fake jab coming, he wanted to duck away and throw a counterpunch of his, okay? So as he was doing it, obviously, when he wanted to throw, like, when he wanted to give it some extra momentum and torque to that counterpunch that he was going to throw, Cyborg sort of went down under, and um, he, he wasn't even looking what was coming towards him, but his hands were still flowing, but like I said, Michael Venom Page actually faked that jab. He never threw it. He just wanted to get that reaction, that counter, uh, counterintuitive, you could say, reaction from Cyborg so that Cyborg would actually get into that position. And now that he's in this new position, Michael Venom Page would quickly knee him straight to the forehead so that he gets knocked out. And that is exactly what he did. And honestly, when you watch all of this in slow motion, it makes so much sense. But in real life, in real timing, it just happens so fast. And honestly, it, it personally, I'm not the type of person to even have a reaction as fast as that, as fast as how Michael Venom Page threw that flying knee towards Cyborg's forehead. So like I said, uh, Michael Venom Page is a very special human being and he's almost like a superhero. So you don't really know what he has coming up in a fight. So you just have to wait and watch how he does his magic. Okay, so that's just how phenomenal of a fighter and talented of a fighter Michael Venom Page is and in this fight Paul Daly I would recommend that he really puts in work I know it might be a bit hard in terms of cardio and endurance but if he's able to close the dis distance and range between him and Michael Venom Page for most of the fight then there's a really high chance that he's able to come on top and uh, win the fight potentially through decision but again, like I said, it's just really tough because of the fact that you don't really know what Michael Venom Page has in store for you. And uh, like I said, because Paul Daly is a really um, strong wrestler, it would be best for him to try to attempt as many takedowns as he can and try to take the fight to the ground if possible so that at least some of the strikes that Michael Venom Page usually throws in his fights are neutralized. That's the uh, only recommendation that I have for Paul Daly because honestly, if I were to fight someone like Michael Venom Page or Michael Venom Page himself, it's just, uh, I would rather just like run out of the cage because I know what's actually coming up and I know how... Um, how great his fighting IQ is and that he, like I said, he's able to think on the spot right away and um, do the most impossible thing. So if that didn't hype you up enough for this whole fight card, well, I don't know why don't you do, but still definitely do give this fight a watch. It is definitely worth it. And it's going to be really, really entertaining. And yeah, honestly, you don't know what is actually going to come up unless you actually give this fight a watch. Okay, so this is going to be the main event of, uh, again, I said UFC, gosh, okay, Bellator 216. Okay, so this is the main event of Bellator 216. And just another side note, so Michael Venom Page is actually undefeated as of now. So it's just really hard. It just makes things so much harder for Paul Daly to uh, potentially win this fight. But hey, 
I'm not trying to favor someone in this particular fight because like I said, the MMA math doesn't always work out and it all depends on how things actually go down on fight night. So yeah, man, that is the main event of uh, Bellator 216 and a few fights down from the main event, we ha- on the on the main card, of course, we have a great fight between Mirko Krokop and Roy Nelson. So we have two legends, two legendary fighters fighting off against one another. And um, these two were actually in, I believe they were both in the uh, heavyweight Grand Prix tournament that Bellator was hosting um, in order to crown a new, a brand new heavyweight champion for their organization. However, they were um, obviously eliminated because Ryan Bader is actually the heavyweight champion at Bellator now. But if you have been catching up with your MMA for the past, I would say, decade or even more, then you probably know uh, how legendary Mirko Krokop is as a fighter, not just a mixed martial artist, but also as a kickboxer, because that is actually how he got started in the world of combat sports. And so Mirko Krokop is one of those guys that mostly at least mostly tries to rely on his striking because that is his background and um he just the the strikes that he throws are really hard and he because he's been in the game for such a long time then obviously that experience is uh, will actually help him a lot to 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 actually go about some of the challenges that are that are um coming towards him in a fight and to potentially uh, do something that his opponent is not really going to predict. So because of that, Mirko Kroko, I would say, has the experience advantage, like the long um, long amount of time that he's been um, spending in the ring and the octagon and all the organizations that, is, that he's fought for. All of that experience will actually help him in, in, whatever ha- in whatever fight he has in front of him, okay? So that is a very great advantage that Mirko Krokop has. And Roy Nelson, too, um, well, obviously, he doesn't have as much experience as Mirko Krokop. But still, he's one of those guys that um, if one of, ho- one of his shots actually do... Um, uh, do uh, get absorbed by the uh, by the opponent, then the opponent will just go down right away. He's not really the type of guy that will win fight through decision because you know after all he's a heavyweight and um, it's just best for him in terms of energy and and stamina to, for him to just finish the fight right away as soon as he can. But like I said, his shots are usually really heavy when he does throw those type of punches. And um, there's actually a really high knockout rate with his punches. So Mirko Krokop, I do know that he's not really susceptible to knockout punches. So this obviously makes things super hard for Roy Nelson. Because like I said, if Roy Nelson isn't able to score a knockout as early as possible in this fight, then there's a really high chance that he's going to lose the fight through decision because we all know how great of a mixed martial artist Mirko Krokop is, and he's just able to manipulate situations so much better in a fight, I would say, comparing to someone like Roy Nelson. But again, uh, even though we're just putting things out there um, about both of these fighters, that doesn't mean that one fighter is definitely better than the other one because, like I said, as I keep on saying all the time, the MMA math does not always work out. Who knows? Maybe Roy Nelson actually throw that, throws that one punch and Krokop <laughs> actually gets knocked out, even though we haven't really seen that in a while. But it is a potential and a possibility. 
But again, this is it's just going to be really exciting because we have two legendary heavyweight fighters going off against one another. And it's just really interesting to see how things will actually turn out. So, yes, that was the other main fight that I wanted to talk about for Bellator 216. So make sure you give this fight, this whole fight card, actually a watch on Saturday nights. And hopefully it's going to sort of warm you up for the UFC fight night card that is happening the night after, which is what we're going to get into right now. So without further ado, I actually want to get started with the main main event of the evening because there's this this um, UFC fight night card is actually super stacked. So just to name a few good fights that are actually going to be happening on the main card itself. So like I said, we have Nganu versus Velasquez. And for the co-main event, we have Paul Felder. Okay, so you might have actually seen him commentated a, a few times um, on the UFC finite cards, but he himself is actually a very potent fighter and a very strong fighter and a very uh, talented mixed martial artist. And now he's going to be fighting off against James Vick, who uh, himself is um, a very good striker. And um, overall, this fight is going to be one good fight to watch. So, yeah. Again, remember, Jonan, like we're just trying to mention a few fights not to break them down. So, yeah, see, this is what happens. This is why we actually lose so much time and not we're not going to have enough time to talk about all the fights. But OK, here we go. So moving on, we have uh, Courtney Casey uh, fighting off against Cynthia Calvillo. And um, I, I, I love this fight for both of these ladies because I'm a huge fan of both of them. And um, they're fighting at straw weight, which is great. And uh, yeah, we have seen a lot of good fights in the strawweight division as of recently most of the fights have actually for women at least have been focused at the the new flyweight division and the featherweight division haven't really seen a lot of fights recently in the in the strawweight division or even the bantamweight division so this is good this is a good fight between these two ladies and uh, we have chrome gracie fighting off against alex Kakaris. Okay, so this fight is going to be really good again because Chrome Gracie obviously comes from the Gracie family. Um, they they pretty much invented Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu in case you didn't know. So Chrome Gracie obviously comes into this fight with a great amount of Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu knowledge, and this is kind of scary to Alex because. Uh, you know, if if he does go to the ground with Chrome Gracie, well, he better know his jiu-jitsu well because <laughs> Chrome Gracie, he has a really high chance of just going about different ways and potentially scoring a submission. But Alex Kakaris, he's one of those guys that is a very good striker and one of those guys that is able to knock out his opponents through ju through just that one punch, okay? So Chrome Gracie actually better watch out if the fight is is conducted fully stand up and uh, in, a, in a full striking mode so chrome gracie needs to watch out for alex and alex also needs to watch out for chrome so that's why this fight is going to be really interesting and i'm i think this is the first time that chrome gracie is actually fighting in the ufc and well yeah let's just see what happens okay so we have that coming up and oh this is actually interesting so another fight that is happening is um jimmy rivera versus aljermaine sterling so uh i don't know why they're fighting so far down in, in the main card but these guys are actually very well known um uh, this fight is going to be really interesting because jimmy rivera he he's so fast in the octagon and he fights super super concise you could say 
his wrestling is really good his striking is actually really really good and like i said when he when when you watch jimmy rivera fighting the octagon it looks like you you put the whole film and, and fast forward that's just how fast he is how speedy he is and and how efficient he is with his shots because he's not the type to throw unnecessary punches and you know just randomly get gassed out even before the fight actually finishes he's not the the type of guy to to go through things like that he's so smart with his punches and and all of his movements throughout the whole fight and i really like him as a fighter so i'm really interested to see how he's gonna perform against someone like Aljamain sterling who himself is a he's really flexible Aljamain sterling is a very flexible fighter so he doesn't really want to depend on just one mode of fighting whatever his opponent is doing he will just try to do something that is able to counteract that and uh, that is able to ultimately help him win the fight so like i said he's very flexible and that is actually a very important factor in i would say any sort of combat sports fight so that's good so that is another fight that you guys should be watching on the main card and man there's so many other good fight uh, fight cards so many other fights that you guys need to be watching on this main card of ufc fight night in arizona but now without further uh, wasting any time let's just get right into it so francis Ngannou versus kane velasquez so i'm just gonna briefly talk about kane so kane he has a very strong wrestling background and uh, for for the for the fights that he was having at his prime for the past few years he would actually he's not the he's not necessarily the fastest fighter out there but he's super um efficient you could say with his shots and his fighting style and he's really the type of guy to 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 actually observe you for what you're doing in a fight so that he he's able to generate his own shots based on what you're doing in that fight so he's not the type of guy to to just just quickly you know jump on top of you and try to knock you out or something he's really smart and um he will do whatever is necessary to to really break you down without uh potentially you know scoring a early finish or something you know something like that he he's a heavyweight right but all the shots that he throws all the kicks that he throws all the takedowns that he attempts they're ultimately in 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 a way to to break you down i don't know how else to explain that but it, you know you know how sometimes in a fight you would see a knockout but the the other person who just got knocked out you know quote unquote knocked out wasn't actually hurt it was just a referee's decision to stop the fight when kane velasquez does fights you see a lot of blood and um, the fights don't usually end that early unless there's horrible damage severe damage to the opponent so I just want to, you know, explain it like that so that you guys know how... Uh, okay, in other words, I hate to say it like that, but Kane likes to torture his opponents slowly. Okay, now that's that was really bad because that would just make you think that Kane is a bad person or something. But no, that just shows how great of a mixed martial artist he is and how smart of a fighter he is. So now he's actually coming off against Francis Ngannou, who's sort of the opposite person because Francis Ngannou is the type of guy to just try to finish the fight as as soon as possible with a really heavy 
a knockout shot okay so in this case you see Cain Velasquez who has so much experience in the game fighting off against Francis Ngannou who's so talented right but he doesn't necessarily have as much experience as someone like Cain so in this fight it's just okay I don't want to give you guys a prediction because I, I'm just so excited for this fight and I don't know if it's gonna finish early or if it's gonna or if, or if it's gonna go the full distance I'm just so excited for this fight to take place in the first place and after all I'm just really excited to see Cain Velasquez come back into the octagon after so many years and after so many injuries that he has um, um, acquired over the past few years and like I said, he's all healthy and um, good to fight. And I'm also excited for Francis Ngannou because if he's able to win this fight against Kane, well, he's going to be in good shape in terms of getting a potential title shot against the heavyweight champion at the UFC. So yeah, man, definitely do give this whole fight card a watch on Sunday. Remember, at 9 p.m. because it's happening in Arizona. And like I said, I'm so excited for both of these fight cards that are happening on Saturday and Sunday. And man, I'm just looking at the clock right now. And I talked a lot, obviously, as always. And unfortunately, that is all the time we're going to have for this week. Make sure you go to CFRU.ca to catch up with our previous episodes. And you can also go to SoundCloud and iTunes to catch up with our previous episodes as well. And until next time, it's your girl Janan right here. Make sure you watch UFC Fight Night and Bellator 216. And this is TKO. Peace out.